One. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Microphone check. Testing, one, two, three. Dave? Super Sounds of the 70s, and uh, that was... Troy, what time do you call this? <laughs> so welcome back once again to another World's First. And it is the World's First third UFC podcast uh, from what gear is myself. They call me the Games Master. You can call me Troy, but Dave, call me the Games Master. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, joined by Avi Dave out in Cambridge. Hello. And uh, we're going to be discussing today UFC 196, the epic battle between McGregor, 145 champ, versus Nate Diaz, who is primarily a 155 fighter, but is also fought at 170. So this fight was at 170, which meant McGregor was jumping up two weight classes to take on this fight. Um, and I guess we might as well lead with, with the main event. I mean, you guys want to know what we think of the main event. Uh, one of the things um, I want to say, though, me, I'm a fan. I've been a fan for a long time. And I actually stayed up. Well, I didn't actually stay up. I went to sleep, right, about 11 o'clock. <laughs> and I set my alarm for about 3 o'clock so that I woke up in time for the fights. And this is one of the things that we have to do over here in the UK um, because of the time difference. Now, Dave, mm. being a lightweight, I was ill, though. I was ill. <laughs> excuses, excuses. Give me some credit, man. I, I, was, I was convalescing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, it, it is that is an issue for us over here. Um, people who want to get into the sport, it's quite difficult for them to get into it initially because of these live events being at such random times for us over here in the UK. I mean, me showing some real dedication, unlike Dave, you uh, <laughs> set my alarm clock to wake up and watch the fight. So, sorry, uh, <laughs> let, let's talk a little bit about dedication, <laughs> shall we? Um, how many times have I chased you to do this podcast this week? I've how been many? busy, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so literally, um, that's kind of the things we deal with over here in, in the UK. So what time did you actually get to watch it? And when did you actually get to watch it, Dave? Uh, I watched it on demand on BT Sport, actually. Um, I did actually try and watch it the next day um, or the next evening. Um, but again, I, f I, f I actually fell asleep during one of the fights, so I missed all of it. Um, so I had to watch it, watch the, the main fights on demand. Just to end. clarify, you fell asleep because you were tired, not because the, the fight put you to sleep. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I mean it was it was about uh, it was about me. I, I think I fell asleep about um, eleven thirty or something like that. So um, yeah. I watched a couple of fights. Um, I watched uh, um, I can't remember their names at all now. Were you watching um, the undercard fights, the prelim? I watched prelim a couple fights. of the undercard fights, yeah, and then um, then I passed out. Um, but I watched the um, McGregor Diaz and uh, Tate Holmes fight yeah. Um, yeah. on demand uh, the other the other day. Yeah, so um, you know, I think we should lead from the from the top top of the card this time. Last time we did the UFC World's First Second podcast, we kind of started with the undercard, and you know what? People probably really wanted to know what we thought about the main card, so maybe they sort of zoned out about an hour into the podcast. So let's do it mm -hmm. the other way around this time. The main event, right? Now, let me just uh, give you guys a bit of a background on this main event for anybody that's listening that doesn't know the sport, doesn't follow the sport. Uh, that closely um, what it was is we had 
the 145 champion, Conor McGregor, fighting out of Ireland, taking on the 155 champion, so a weight class above him. He was trying to be one of the first people to ever hold two belts at the same time in the UFC. And then the fight was all, you know, it was going well. It was, gonna, it was two weeks away from the fight. And uh, unfortunately, the 155 champ, Rafael or Rafael Dos Anjos, broke his foot. And uh, yes. I guess he kicked something. I don't know how he did it. But um, in training, he broke his foot, had to pull out the fight. And then they were, the UFC had to go into a bit of a scramble mode to find a replacement opponent. And they came up with a lot, I think. No, yeah, it does. It does happen. You know, one of the things testament to McGregor is he didn't back down from any fight. I think they could have given him uh, any fight, and he wouldn't have turned it down. Um, It's a real testament to him, and you know, he's a real company man. You know, he could have pulled out of that card altogether, uh, and the card still would have been good, but it it wouldn't have been the same. You know, it wouldn't have the same Mm. draw that it did have uh, on that night. So anyway, Nate Diaz, a bit of background with him. He's been in the UFC for years. Real, real veteran. Um, him and his brother, Nick, uh, been in the UFC for a long time. Nate actually won the Ultimate Fighter TV show, uh, won the UFC contract by way of tournament. So he beat a lot of people to get into the UFC. and um, He beat a lot of people to then go on and beat a lot of people. Exactly, exactly. I mean, he's had a couple of losses. But you know, one of the things that really shines through is a strength for him, um, his boxing. He's got really, uh, he's got really good range, and his boxing technique's very good. Um, also, his cardio. So this guy, apparently, when they called him for this fight, he was training for a triathlon, mm. which means That's his right, cardio, his cardio is going to be off the hook. Um, even though he um, wasn't training for a fight, he was still in good shape and could go the five rounds quite easily. Um, but this is probably his strongest attribute. Gracie, black belt jujitsu, right? He trains under Caesar Gracie. Um, mm. and he has done for years, you know, it's something he, he, he practices all the time. And, um, when we look at the two fighters and how they match up, can we actually, can we play? Do you know, I'm a bit of a Jedi, right? Can we play okay. what I said last week before the fight? Roll the, um, roll the Jedi music. <laughs> if it goes to the ground, McGregor is going to be tested because Diaz submits a lot of people. Uh, I'm not sure what his record is, but I've seen some amazing submission finishes from Diaz. So you guys can tell by now that I'm a bit of a Jedi, uh, especially listening to what I said last week. And I think Dave... I think Dave said McGregor was going to win. Uh, I don't recall that. <laughs> but anyway, you know, one of the great things about this fight um, was we get to we got to see McGregor really tested for the first time. He got hit with some big shots that wobbled him. Um, we got to see how he kind of, you know, hung in there um, mm. after being rocked. And we've never seen that before. Um, what did you think of it, Dave? The whole performance in general? Um, it was a it was a great fight. It was one of the sort of fights you you know you hope to to see. I I must admit I was massively envious of all the the, the just over fourteen thousand people that were in attendance um, that got to actually witness that firsthand. Um, it's uh, it's I don't know. It's I'm not sure if that was as good as the Silver Bisping 
uh, fight. Um, oh, but, in terms uh, of like the actual fight itself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. It was it was a great fight. It was really a great fight. Um, obviously, um, we we we're gonna give spoilers, right? We're gonna. Yeah, I yeah. Think it's, it's safe to say where we're recording this. It's safe to say that um, uh, Diaz won, and um, I think a lot of people, probably including myself, ex- did expect McGregor to win, probably because of the um, the expectation uh, as a result of all of the all of the fights he's had uh, up to date in the UFC, um, and yeah. certainly the sort of um, all the smack talk and. And all that, you know, he he was he was just completely dominating uh, pre-fight. So I think everyone just expected that to carry on through to the um, uh, to the fight itself. Um, but hats off to Diaz. He he did what he said he was going to do, and um, no no one can take that away from him now. And you know what? Can I just play an excerpt from what Nate said in the ring after the fight? Um, play that now. Hey, I'm not surprised, mother. <laughs> And you know what? I have to say, I wasn't that surprised either. And, um, you know, one of the things with Conor McGregor, right, he's brought so many new fans to the sport that have only seen it, you know, in recent years or have been sort of dipping in and out of the sport, you know, and he's really brought a lot of new eyes um, to it. So everyone kind of has come in at the time when he's been knocking people out in Mm. one punch, you know, and they see this sort of um, momentum that he has. But if you look at Nate Diaz's career from the beginning, he's been doing that. What he did to McGregor, he's done that to so many people. He's like, he's boxing, he's so rangy, he has those combos. They don't look like there's much power on him, but they just wear people out. And then mm. when they get tired, they think, oh, I better go to the ground and you know try and wrestle a bit. He gets them in a submission. We've seen this time and time again, man. And and in the weight class above McGregor, Um Diaz has never fought at 145. He probably couldn't even make 145. Um, I'm not surprised either that he actually won in that fashion. Um, what about you? Were you surprised to see him, uh, McGregor lose it by submission? Um, I, I, yeah, a little, a little. Um, from uh, from so I watched uh, before I watched the, the this this fight I actually went through the UFC fight pass and watched um, I think all but his uh, his title fight uh, so I watched everything from from when he first started in UFC uh, right the way up to I forget the guy's name what's the guy's name who who used to hold the belt Jose Aldo yes Jose Aldo. Uh, uh, so that's the only one I haven't seen um, and. A few people have tried to get him into the, um, get him, you know, uh, the later rounds. Yeah, exactly. And um, he's he's done relatively well in, in sort of slipping out of things. Um, I mean, he took he took a, a massive beating uh, by, oh, I can't remember the guy's name either. I'm rubbish at names. Um, <laughs> the 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 big American wrestler guy. Uh, who, oh, Chad Mendes. Chad, yeah, Chad Mendes, Mendes. Who got him to the Mendes. ground. He, he him took in the face, a yeah. huge. Um, like there was a whole round where Mendes, but basically spent spent the round on top of him, just flying elbows into his face. But yeah. he got up, and within within fifteen twenty seconds of of him getting up, he he'd um, TKO'd Mendes. So yeah. um, I, I was uh, I was a little surprised. I mean, was I mean, you you get the sort of um, 
you you get that sort of arm arm around the neck, then you know it's it's game over. But um, I thought if it went to ground, I thought he'd be able to have. Based after watching the Mendes thing, I thought he'd be able to um, to to hold his own a bit better on the ground. But yeah. anyway. Well, I was listening to a, a podcast with Joe Rogan, who's the commentator, the US commentator for the sport. And uh, Eddie Bravo, who's a world-class black belt jiu-jitsu guy, um, 10th planet jiu-jitsu. Um, and they were saying that um, McGregor, well, he was saying that McGregor's actually trained over there at 10th planet jiu-jitsu and that he's no joke on the ground. So people who think that McGregor's got no ground game are completely wrong. Um he does have a ground game, but like the old saying goes, you punch a black belt in the face, turns into a brown belt. <laughs> you punch him in the face again, he goes down another belt. And uh, McGregor did get hit a few times. But I have to say, prior to that, right, prior to um, McGregor getting hit, he was doing a lot of damage um, in that fight on Nate, wasn't he? Nate's face was busted up. Yeah, yeah, he really was. Um uh, I think the uh, he he surmised uh, the the fight that he was just too inefficient in his um, in his uh, offensive game. Yeah. Uh, he threw too many punches and he I think he burnt out um, too quickly and you know he was being inefficient in in the way that he was um, attacking that fight. Uh, but yeah, first round uh, McGregor dominated the first round and I thought it was just going to go the way of um, you know the majority vast majority of other fights that he's that he's been well pretty much all the fights that he's been in the ufc where he just just lays into them eventually uh yeah. the ref just calls tko but um no is um yeah I, I must say credit to diaz um when he got i think he got a left hook or uh i'm sure it was a left he threw a left and he clocked uh he clocked um mcgregor on the chin he and you could just combo, tell by his he? face yeah. You could yeah. just tell instantly by his face that he knew from that from that point it was game over. He saw once, him once he took... a bit. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Not as bad as um. Who was that? Uh, oh, the... oh, again with the names. The um, <laughs> British fighter who knocked out the America guy at the O2. Um, oh, he uh, wasn't. He... Ask him, uh, Scott. Ask him. Yeah. Um, yeah not yeah. as bad as that one. Um, yeah. By any yeah. by any means, but you could just tell by his face that. I think he was. He I was think hurt. he likes to. He likes. He's a bit of a chess player. He likes to sort of uh, plan a few moves ahead, and he knew yeah. it was a checkmate from there. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, this is the thing. He was in a situation where if he's carried on standing up with Nate, he would. Nate would have just kept hitting him with those same one-two shots, and he eventually would have. I think he would have knocked him out. Um, but it did look. I have to be honest. At one point, it did look like Nate could have got knocked out. Um, it kind of felt like it was going in Connor's uh, in Connor's favour at one point, but then I think he did. He did gas out, you know. And Nate had that triathlon cardio, and he wasn't going to stop. I bet you that Nate would have kept that pace um, way into the fifth round if if he if he had to. Um, Connor is carrying a lot more weight than he's used to. He's obviously having to bulk up for the, to make the 170. He didn't even make 170. He made, I think he was 168 on the day. Mm, that's right. Um, but he was a lot smaller uh, than Nate. You could tell, you know, when they were both in the ring together. Mm. Um, great fight, though. Really, really great fight. Uh, it just shows pure balls that he's he's gone up to fight Nate at that weight class. Um, not even 65 or 170. Um, I'm... I, personally wasn't that surprised everybody that i spoke to about this fight i said if it goes to the ground 
if Nate gets this to the ground, um, it's going to be trouble for McGregor. And it was actually McGregor that took it to the ground. Um, just out of survival, I think. Just pure survival tech, uh, method, uh, technique to try and uh, regain his composure and get back in the fight and start landing those shots. But unfortunately, um, he did get caught in that submission hole and, and it was game over. There was no getting out of that. Um, so that was that fight. Overall, Dave, out of 10, what would you give that fight? I'd give that a solid a solid nine and a half out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a great it was a great fight. Um I just uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's just, it's nothing better than seeing uh, just no holes barred, pure pure carnage. Yeah. And you know there was a lot of smack talk before. Uh Connor was talking a big game. After the fight he was very humble about it. Um very respectful about the loss. Um, where does he go from here, though? I think well, he kind of was and he kind of wasn't. I thought, um, yes, I mean, he was very humble. In, but I mean, the guy had just taken a beating. You know what I mean? The guy, the guy, I knew that he was he'd um, he'd uh, one step too far. I think I don't think he was ready for the fight. Um, it'd be interesting if it was like if he had six months to train for that for that Diaz fight. I don't know, but he was very humble in the ring. But then in the post press conference. He was um, he was shouting down a lot of uh, featherweights, I think. Um, yeah, <laughs> featherweights. Did you watch yeah. the post fight? Uh, I didn't watch the post fight press conference. The, in the post, the post fight press conference, he was saying, "Oh, there's a lot of people that are, are cheering, cheering, um, yeah. <laughs> cheering another man, another man's success." I don't understand why they're cheering another man's success, and I might yeah. have to go down and teach some of them a lesson. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Um, well, I think well, whether yeah. or not whether or not that that's his his plan B now now he's gone up and he got a bit of a whooping he's now going to go super uh, super slim from uh, yeah did you see that picture of of before and after like him weighing in at one forty five and then him weighing in at one seventy no did you see no, that I picture insane. It's insane it doesn't even look like the same person it looks like uh, he's got some kind of illness or something in in the one forty five one. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'll send you a, I'll send you the link to it on on WhatsApp or something. All right. I'll put it I'll put it on a picture on the website. So if you guys are looking at the um if you're listening on YouTube, go to whatgear.net, hit the link for the UFC podcast and there'll be a picture there. Um as well as a little write up my my opinions on the um on the event. Um mm. so I, I guess we're going to see McGregor go back to 145 if he takes on Aldo. This is this is what I was thinking though, you know. McGregor's had this sort of magic veil right over him where people kind of feel like he's he's got to this point where people are defeated before they even get in the ring with him. And he's got such a good uh, trash-talking game. He gets inside people's heads and, and, and sort of manipulates them, right? It, like, you know, puts doubt in their mind. Now that people have seen him beaten in such fashion, I think you're going to see a whole bunch of people trying to recreate that, trying to get him to the ground and submit. Um, when you look at his career, the only fights he's lost is via submission. So has yeah, that magic veil been lifted? I th I think there's a uh, there there is a uh, he he has lost that that element of um, uh, that. Well, he, he was a bit like the Terminator, wasn't he? Sort of he, his whole his whole demeanor. I can't yeah. be stopped. I, I am the best. No one can beat me. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, and uh, now he's been beaten. I think, yeah, that sort of uh, almost uh, myth, um, legendary sort of uh, myth and legend 
demeanor is now is now gone. Yeah. It's gone, isn't it? Sort of uh, millions of people watched him watched him lose, and uh, I imagine there's a lot of fighters that are, um, they're going to base their now, strategies. I, I think I think there's going to be a few people queuing up to take him on now. But saying that, you just got to look at what he's done in his um, in his in his his native division. He's yeah. absolutely torn the division, a new one. Um, yeah, he's got some tough challenges one, so. there, though. You know, there's a guy, I know you're not f- familiar with some of these guys, but there's a guy called Frankie Edgar, right? He was the 155 champ for a long time. He beat the legend, BJ Penn, right? Who, who's who's probably the only person who's tried to do what uh, Connor did, go up in weight classes and, and take on other uh, champions. Uh, BJ Penn did that. But this guy, Frankie Edgar, right, who's a front runner to fight uh, Connor next. This guy is no joke. He he had the 155 belt um, for a long time, and he was naturally a 145er, right? So he was fighting above his weight class, and he was knocking people out, wrestling people. Very very um, good boxer, very fast, amazing takedowns, um, crazy cardio, really really resilient. A lot of his fights, he gets hit in the first round, and then you think it's over, and then he comes back and wins the next four rounds. He's done that a few mm. times. Uh, so this guy, Frankie Edgar, might be the next challenger for uh, McGregor. Or it's going to be Jose Aldo, who uh, got knocked out very quickly in the last one. Um, I think he got knocked out quickly in the last one because he was attacking with emotions. You know, He wasn't thinking. He just wanted to uh, hit McGregor. <laughs> and uh, it didn't work out well for him. But one of those two fights, probably for McGregor next Um how do you think he fares in a, in a rematch with Aldo? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Aldo's no joke. It was. It was, it was a very convincing. I've not. I mean, I've not seen it, but you were saying it was a very convincing uh, win, wasn't it, for McGregor? Oh yeah, it was one punch. Um, it was literally one punch. That that sort of that sort of thing has got a, has got to hurt you. Uh, you know. Yeah. Sort of, you know, you, you, Mentally, you get, you get beat down <laughs> like that, sort of, and you got to climb back in the ring with with someone who's done that to you. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Um, could affect him mentally. I think that's going to affect him. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I, I I would like to see. I would like to see a McGregor Aldo. Obviously, Aldo was the, the, the champ before, right? So yeah, yeah. I would like to see a um, a fight a fight that goes longer than one punch. You know, um, what's interesting about McGregor Aldo is Aldo is also black belt jujitsu. So he's mm. probably watched this fight now and thought, right, okay. So what I need to do. It's kind of just hurt him enough to get to the point where I can either take him down or he tries to take me down and then try and hit him with some jiu-jitsu. I think this this sort of formula is what people are going to try and recreate. Um, maybe not Edgar because he's not really known that much the, for his submissions. Yeah, um, but... the, th- the thing is, though, I think McGregor, McGregor will... Um, what what he did, he did what he said he was going to do before the fight. Not, normally he says, I've got no game plan. I'm just going to go in and just um, take it yeah. step by step, yeah. right, as as it happens. Yeah. But in this, uh, before this fight, he said he was going to come out. He was going to come out like a bullet from a gun, yeah. um, and he kind of did. He came out in the first round and he threw as much as he could, as hard as he could. Yeah. Um, but I think I think he's definitely going to learn from that. So, yeah, he's he not used to the weight again, class as well. Well, yeah, but um, providing he doesn't do that sort of game plan again, where he comes out and just just goes hell for leather and gasses out after the first round, then. Um, I don't think they I don't think um he's going to get into that situation again where he's uh um 
you know, so so knackered that that he he just he just like gets gets pulled down. I've seen yeah. quite a few people try and pull him down. Even Mendes tried to yeah. take him down a couple of times, and Mendes almost, do it. to me almost looked like twice the size of you know <laughs> width white. I mean, it's similar weight, but yeah, Mendes is shorter, shorter, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he, he calls him like twice as wide. He, he was, he was, you know, that guy. That guy is like big. Yeah, um, very stocky. Yeah. Yeah, very, very stocky guy, and uh, he he failed to put uh, get get uh, McGregor down a couple of times. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think um, it'd be interesting. All these all these jujitsu guys, if they do line up and uh, and want to take a pop again, um, yeah, it'd be interesting it's... to see to see how it goes. I think I think they might be in for a bit of a shock. Yeah, well, like like uh, like we heard uh, from Eddie Bravo, um, you know, he's um, he is good on the ground. It's just when you're in that situation, you've been hit a few times, you're not thinking straight. <laughs> uh, so who knows? Maybe we could see uh, we might see Connor submit somebody. Um, but one fight, you know, I think it's going to be very very tough for McGregor going back down if he d- does get the Edgar fight. Now Edgar, not really known for lots of submissions. He does submit people. He also knocks people out, but his strength his real strength is something he's been able to do over and over again with every opponent pretty much except for aldo actually um was um taking people down he's a good wrestler he'll just grab you and and dump you on your head um whenever he wants and he mixes that up well with the strikes um so connor's um wrestling game has got to improve if he wants to take on edgar um if he's going to fight Aldo again, I think Aldo is going to try and get it to the ground. The whole, the whole sort of the uh, the whole way people are going to approach the fight with McGregor now is going to change because they've seen this not hole in his game, but they've seen it happen, and it's easy to to recreate something you know when you've seen it before, you know. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with McGregor's next fight. Let's see if he can bounce back, add some more uh, skills. Uh, sharpen the uh, the old wrestling and the jiu-jitsu and let's see what happens. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's worth pointing out um, if you haven't, if you weren't fortunate enough to see the fights that we're talking about um, and you'd like to watch them, um, I believe they're on Fight Pass uh, now. So you can uh, you can head over to uh, UFC.com, sign up. If you haven't signed up for Fight Pass already, sign up for Fight Pass. It's... Um, it's like the Netflix of uh, fighting, right? MMA, it's, yeah, yeah. It's um the the yeah the the Netflix of MMA. Um, it's about five ninety nine top top end, um, or about I think it's nine ninety nine in in the US. Just yeah. go sign up and just just put your hand in your pocket and, and pay for it. Why not? I think you can get a week for free as well. I think if you sign up, you get a week for free. I think uh, there is a week trial. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. Check out Meta Morris as well. So Meta Morris is actually a um, jiu-jitsu tournament. And there's actually one fight in particular. I was talking about Eddie Bravo. For any of you that don't know who he is, um, top jiu-jitsu player. He runs a bunch of schools. Um, he actually took on one of the Gracies. Um, I forget which Gracie it was. One of the best. One of the ones that's considered to be the best. He took on, he took him on in a fight. And I think he won as well. But you guys need to check that out. That's going to be on Fight Pass as well. Really, really cool. Um, so anyway, let's move on to the second fight. And I think for me, uh, not the second fight, but the second fight down the card from the top. Uh, Misha Tate versus Holly Holm, right? So Holly Holm defeated Ronda Rousey, the undefeatable champion in the women's uh, bantamweight division. Um, she knocked her out really, really decisively. She avoided the grappling. She was boxing her on her feet. 
and she just hit her with a devastating head kick and then landed a few more brutal sort of hammer fists when she was on the ground. Um, really painful to watch a champion lose in such devastating fashion like that. Mm. Um, but she deserved it. She had the, the better technique on the day. Um, and I actually thought the home going into this was going to be devastating again. I thought she was going to have some kind of spectacular head kick knockout once again. Uh, what did you think about this fight, though? Uh, this, for me, this this fight was the fight of the night. Um, I know they've got like a men's and a women's um, fight of the night class, haven't they? You know, each yeah, there's yeah. A, a category for each. But um, I think I think this this fight took took uh, took uh, ten out of ten. This fight was ten out of ten in my book. Yeah. Um, I really wanted Tate to win. Actually, I don't know why. Um, I don't really know Tate that well, but. Um, um, I started rooting for her, rooting for her from the start. I think I think I like I I think it's because I like the upset, you know. Um, yeah. I, I wanted the underdog. to win. The underdog, exactly. Um, she was billed as the underdog as well, wasn't she? Yeah, Although yeah, she's, definitely. Um, you know, you Former wouldn't want to mess with her, but um, yeah. she's got a really storied career. Um, she's been champion of different organizations. Um, she actually lost to uh, Rousey twice. I think that's why mm. people um, look at her as an underdog. But prior to losing to Rousey, she she was you know she's a force to be reckoned with, and nobody would um, consider her an underdog. Um, but mm. this fight, you know, the fashion in which um, Holly won, uh, and the fact that Misha had lost to Rousey, it was kind of like, oh yeah, she's definitely the underdog. Um, really, really interesting matchup. I did say last week, um, maybe we should play what I said last week. Tate is a stand-up striker, but she's good at wrestling. Mm. I don't know. This is going to be a tough fight for Tate. And it was a tough fight for Misha Tate. <laughs> so again, showing my, my uh, Jedi skills once again. Mm. Um, great fight. You know, she showed amazing heart in this fight. Um, Holly Holmes seemed, well, definitely was the bigger uh, in the ring. She was more rangy, taller. Um, she was able to hit her with like kicks and punches from a further away. Uh, Misha done amazing at closing the distance and getting this to the ground. Yes. Um, uh, was it the second round? Yeah. The second round? Yeah, she when, dominated um, on the ground. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think she realized that this is this is where her strength was. And um, Holly Holm was winning. I, I think, you know, some people scored that round where uh, Misha took her down 10-8. Um being that she basically dominated mm. the whole round and there was no offense from home in that round, pretty much. Um, if that was the case, and in the final round, I think most of the judges would have scored it um, to home or at the very best, a draw. Um, so it really did come down to that fifth round um, where home pulled it out of the bag. Yeah, just one twenty-nine left on the clock as well. Um it was uh it was perfectly timed um i must admit i was um i was on the edge of my seat on that one i must have, it, when the, when the fifth round uh kicked off after there was i mean there was a bit of a lull in rounds 3 and 4 um but uh, tate was just playing the waiting game by all accounts just waiting for that opportunity to get in and just take it take it back down to the ground um and uh, yeah she she uh uh, ducked, ducked, in, ducked in on the inside and then um, 
Yeah, couldn't manage, yeah, managed to get on the get on the back of of uh, home and uh, she locked in. Uh, home stood up and she managed to lock in uh, the arm around the neck and then yeah. home tried to throw her over her shoulder. I thought, right, that's it. She's gonna <laughs> go down. They're gonna stand up. It's gonna go to the thing. But she didn't let go. Yeah. And um, the, she the had the hooks strength. in. I think. Because, yeah, she. Had a, that's right. Yeah. Because because when she tried to flip her over the top, she actually flipped home with her. Yeah. Um, and and that that was it. Really, that was the icing on the cake, uh, the icing on the cupcake. You, you know, they call her Misha Cupcake Tate. That's her nickname. Yes. <laughs> and that that was the icing on the cake. Maybe that should be a finishing move, man. That should be a finishing move. Icing the icing on, on the cake. cake. <laughs> I think we should be finishing move. <laughs> if you guys don't know what we're talking about, I asked Michael Bisping about finishing moves, and he said this. Can we censor these questions? I think every fighter should have a finishing move man you know nobody decisions can be good but we want to see finishes right and and we want to see we want to see spectacular finishes man you know what I mean so I think if having a a finishing move (laughs) encourages fighters to finish fights then it's a good thing right maybe in the game (laughs) (laughs) I don't know man I I think there's something in this um, but anyway, she, so basically what happened, um, it was going to go, it was going to go a decision to home. It was going to go five round decision home, um, split decision, maybe best case for Tate draw, but she knew the situation she was in. She showed real composure. Uh, she was, she was thinking clearly. And as soon as she saw that opportunity to, to grab a hold of home, she managed to get her back home was still sort of standing up and tried to throw her over the top um but tate managed to flip her with her and uh get the back and actually uh choked her unconscious she actually it looked like she was she was holding on she didn't I didn't think she was unconscious no she was she was completely out she was completely out so was like she? she was yeah completely out completely out she oh. uh it looked like she was just about to tap and then and then went out blacked out and uh that's when the fight stopped um yeah she was definitely out um, and that, that's something that's been brought up as well, right? When you get put in a submission hold, right? Mm. Some fighters, out of pride, don't tap, right? Mm. Like home. Maybe she thought she could get out. It was too late to, to think otherwise. And she didn't tap, so she went out. I suspect it was probably uh, more to do with the fact that it was nearing the end of the round. Um Obviously, it's hard to keep track of the time and that sort of thing. So she probably thought that it was closer hold on to the enough. end of the round. Um, and she thought if she just holds out, maybe she's going to take this on points. Yeah. So I think it was, I think it was, I, I don't think it was a pride thing um, in terms of, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm just not going to give up sort of thing. Although, you know, I, I don't think she would, but you know what I mean? Um, I think it was, I think it was more a case of she was trying to hold out for the bell, but the bell was a long way away. There was no way yeah. she could last another. <laughs> 90 seconds or uh, yeah 90 seconds before the before that bell went yeah it wasn't going to happen she had that choking and she was squeezing down there's no way of getting out of that um but there's been this has been brought up right um people commend her for not tapping like you know she she toughed it Mm. out and you know she didn't give up and then when you compare this fight to the main event Connor tapped pretty early well he didn't tap early He, he knew he couldn't get out do you think people would judge him for that and and be like, oh look at home, she didn't tap out. Why did Connor tap out? You think people were going to uh, look at it like that? 
I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I mean, McGregor had taken a lot of um, a lot of uh, abuse before the uh, before the actual tap. Um, if anything, if anything, I probably got a little more respect for someone that taps out when they know that you know when it's over, game over. Yeah, when it's when they know it's over and there's no way they can get out of it. Um, I mean, if you just look at go back to the Mendes fight again, when yeah. uh, Mendes was on top of uh, McGregor in that round and he was just, you know, Elbowing he was just getting battered. Uh, you think you think he'd um, he'd sort of. Uh, call it a day there right you know if if at any point in, in any of the fights that i've seen when it's on the ground when you're taking that much uh you know that much abuse then um abuse is the wrong word when you're taking that much of a beating punishment punishment that's the word <laughs> punishment when you're taking that much punishment on the ground uh, but yeah he, he tapped out um i don't blame him to be honest um yeah he wasn't I think getting it, out of i think it, I, I think it shows that shows the it's a good char- characteristic to have in a in, in a fighter. I mean, you know, g- God knows what damage you could do um, if you. There's don't been some out. horrible submissions. There's, there was one in particular. You know, at the, when we were at the um, the weigh-in day, mm. the UFC weigh-in day. If you guys want to see what we got up to at the UFC weigh-in day, uh, head over to whatgear.net or That's go the over fight to what night, uh, Fight Night London. Fight Night day, London weigh-in day. Yeah, go to uh, U- um, YouTube. Type in what gear, it's one word, and um, find the uh, UFC London weigh-in day video, or you can look at what gear on it. Um, I met Antonio Minotauro Nogueira, legendary heavyweight champion. He beat some giants, this guy, right? And he's known, him and his brother are known in the world of jiu-jitsu as being, you know, top of the game, black belts, the Nogueira brothers, very well known. They actually um, train uh, Anderson Silva, jiu-jitsu. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're very well known. There's a lot of um, people train out of the Noguera sort of uh, gyms and stuff. Um, he got put in a submission hold, right, by this American guy, Frank Mir, who's actually fighting soon. Actually, Frank Mir is fighting very soon. It might even be the next card. Um, he got put in a Kimura, uh, which is basically sort of an arm lock where, where they kind of, sort of twist the arm uh, behind the back to the point where it's your sort of upper arm, you know, uh, your sort of bicep area. The mm. bone there puts a lot of pressure on that, and he just refused to tap, and his arm just snapped. He refused Whoa. to tap. Put him out for months and months and months um, of rehab, uh, pins in the arm and everything. And then he didn't he didn't tap out of pride. He didn't want to be submitted um, by this guy, and he just refused to tap. So I think there's a certain amount of intelligence <laughs> that comes with tapping. Uh, mm. when I hit, out of pride, I understand why he did it. Um, but yeah, I think you can't really judge somebody for tapping or not tapping. Um, mm. it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really down to the fighter. That's the thing about fighting. There's nobody else making the decisions for you when you're in there. Um, nobody told McGregor to shoot. Uh, nobody told Tate to shoot, you know, at the, and get that hold at the end. She just knew to do it, um, at the right time. Um, so strange fighting. That's why I like fighting so much. It's a one-on-one thing. Although there are teams behind them, um, it's very—it's um, an individual sport, isn't it? It's not really a team sport. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Although they do, they uh, there was a lot of mention of it actually about the uh, the sort of team mentality um, yeah. going into the um, uh, McGregor Diaz fight. Yeah, so, <laughs> he has a yeah. lot of smack talk. <laughs> a little smack talk about yes. teams 
in the in the pre-fight press conference. There wasn't there something about touch butt in the park. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about this. We, we don't know what that is. Maybe maybe, maybe it's a, a, an American thing. I don't know. Oh, it's uh, funny. The the Diaz brothers come out with some legendary um, legendary uh, quotes. You know. Uh, don't be scared, homie, being one of them. I actually bought the T-shirt, the Don't Be Scared, homie T-shirt, because it was such a classic moment. <laughs> um, they've had some other great lines, man. There was one where Nick Diaz was talking about selling wolf tickets. You know, everybody wants to see the the, the big bad wolf get beat by, you know, the good guy. <laughs> there's, there's loads of good, uh, really good um, quotes from the Diaz brothers. Um but yeah, anyway, so we're backtracking now. We're going back into the main event. Yeah. Um, so, you know, all credit to home, I mean, to Tate for winning that fight in finishing, decisive finishing fashion, the icing on the cake. The finishing move. <laughs> or the, the cherry on top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think that, I think that's, that's for... Uh... Misha, yeah, Cupcake, anyway. Tate finishes the fight with the icing on the cake. Makes sense, man. It sounds perfect. Um, Nate Diaz is finishing move. I think about one. I'll come up with a good name. Um, Blood Force Trauma. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, um, I have to think about that one. It will come, it will come to me at some point. Okay. So did you watch, did you manage to watch uh, the rest of the main card as well? I uh, I I did it all, but um, I didn't. I missed the Volante. Uh, uh, what's Latifi. the other guy's name? Latifi, yeah, Latifi. fight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't fight. see that one. It was it was a good fight. It was uh, Ilya Latifi was really winning the sort of wrestling side of things, the takedowns, um, just controlling the fight. Uh, Volante, he's a very range of rangy fighter. Mm. Uh, Although saying that, even though uh, he's the more ranger of fight, he didn't land as many strikes, and it really turned into um, quite a grappling match with Ilya Latifi just throwing him around a bit. Um, and it, apart from that, there was no real sort of magic moments in the fight, and it ended up being a unanimous de- decision to uh, Latifi. Um, Latifi's tough as nails, uh, scary-looking dude as well, Um Good fighter, very good fighter. Uh, not the most spectacular fight that we had hoped to see, um, but it was good. I would say worth watching back. If you're going to watch the uh, Diaz-McGregor fight, if you haven't seen it, watch the whole main card, and, and that one was a good fight to watch as well. Um, yeah, so there's not much else to say about that because Dave lightweighted it and, and didn't uh, didn't watch it. <laughs> if, if, yeah, yeah. In fairness, the, the main card started at what? Three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that right. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that would have been on about uh, near, near uh, pushing on four o'clock, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. It was about there. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway. The weekend. Uh, so man. yeah, uh, moving moving downwards uh, down the card, Anderson versus Lawler. Um, yeah. I did watch so, this one. Um, what did you think yeah, of it? It was an okay fight. It was a little bit. Uh, it was a little bit slow. Um, it had the potential to be a really good fight, I think, but um, I don't know. It just didn't really get going. There was a lot no. of um, testing the water, and uh, I don't think either fighter wanted to commit to um, to too much. I I thought um, I thought Lawler fought really well actually. From from I what did I remember as well, I of it, um, I thought well. he might have he might have t- uh, taken it, but 
Um, yeah. Anyway, it was. Uh, I think he was definitely controlling the fight. He was. He was pushing forward more. Um, I think Anderson was maybe just landing a few more strikes on the back foot. Um, it's strange, you know. Sometimes the way the judges score a fight, um, how they see it and how we see it, it's completely different. Um, yeah, um, I did think Lawler was winning most of it, to be honest. Yeah, I'm just looking at the scorecards. It was um, to, uh, to, uh, all, all three had um, Anderson as winning, but it was 30 27, 29 28, and 30 27. Um, yeah, I thought it was a little bit closer than that, really. Um, I probably would have had it twenty nine twenty eight across the board um, yeah. if I was if I if, you know if I was all three judges at the same time so to speak. Um, yeah, yeah. But, um, it was okay. It was okay. It was an enjoyable fight. I've seen um, I've seen worse. <laughs> I've seen worse fights, but um, but yeah, um, I look forward to seeing uh, what Anderson does next. Actually, I yeah. Be- they he's got a weird name, man. His, his name's Beastin. Beasting. Corey his, Anderson. Yeah, but his, his, his nickname, Beasting. Oh, Beasting. It, it sounds like Beasting, but it's not. It's Beasting. 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 <laughs> I, I thought it was Beasting, but it's Beasting. Yeah, that uh, would have made sense, sort of like almost like a um, Muhammad Ali. Uh, yeah, um, but there's no G um, on the end. Hmm. Weird. <laughs> That's what I've heard. It's a weird name. <laughs> you know, this quality I like about this uh, fight was um, the weigh-in from Tom Lawler. I don't know if you saw it. No. Um, <laughs> this guy's always got crazy weigh-ins. He always um, he always does something funny at the weigh-ins. And uh, this time he came with the McGregor sort of braids like McGregor had in his previous fight. And when he oh, took yeah. off his T-shirt, he'd printed out the McGregor tattoos and sort of Super glued, well, like plastered them to his chest, so he <laughs> printed out tattoos stuck to him like McGregor. It's quite, it's quite funny. Um, oh. Worth watching that. <laughs> he had like the that gorilla tattoo, and the, and the tattoos. He basically printed them out and cut them out and uh, stuck them on his chest. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's an interesting, funny way in, funny way in. Worth, worth uh, checking that out just for a laugh. Um, so this was the, uh, I only watched the main card and I'm a bit disappointed because I know there were some really good fights on the undercard. Um, yeah. In particular, Diego Sanchez versus Jim Miller, who were two uh, lightweight uh, contenders. We've, um, actually, we've actually just missed one. Uh, there was the, the Nunes, Amanda Nunes, um, yeah. Shevchenko so the last fight. fight. That was the last fight on the main card. Yeah, or the first fight, if you look at it. Or the first fight, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just, you know, this was the, so this Amanda Nunes was the, the first fight of the night for me, um, watching the main card. Um, Nunes is um, maybe next in line for a title shot if Ronda Rousey doesn't come back. Um, it was a good fight. It wasn't mind-blowingly good. <laughs> what did you no, it was a it? bit slow. It was a bit slow, but, um, I mean, it went, it went to the scorecards. Um, I thought I thought the um, Shevchenko, if she'd have if she if she'd have had another two rounds, um, I think Shevchenko would have um, would have taken it. I think. Yeah, yeah, she was tough as nails. She she didn't give up. Mm. Um, Nunes did look good in the fight, though. I mean, she got the takedowns. Uh, she was trying for submissions. Um, you know, I think she she landed overall more strikes as well than uh, Shevchenko. Yeah. Um so she did deserve the win. 
it was oh, yeah, an impressive yeah, yeah. win. I think I think Shevchenko would have actually stopped her though, um, if it had been a five rounder. I think. Yeah, yeah. It would. You know, the thing is, right? When when we got these sort of contenders coming up, they kind of have to make a statement if they want to. If she's to jump Ronda Rousey and and take a next title shot with Tate, um, that performance really didn't like you know didn't solidify her as a, as a mm. number one contender in my eyes anyway. Yeah, um, kind of agree. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, I think you got to make a statement if you want that title shot. Okay, um, she. I think she needs a couple of convincing wins, um, like TKOs. I think you got to get. I mean, if you look at if you look at McGregor, I mean, he only fought what. Um, six fights before he had a title title shot yeah, um, yeah. but he he won all of his fights so convincingly yeah um, it's hard to deny him it was, it? yeah exactly um yeah but still it was an okay fight uh it was still a, a little bit slow uh slow paced um i think shevchenko was um was a little bit um cautious uh, i suppose rightly so i mean you know you don't want to step into a uh a kick or a, or a punch to the head, really, do you? But um, anyway, yeah, it, it was a good fight. Um, good to see, you know, some more of that division and who the contenders are and what they're kind of, you know, how how they fight, how they match up with the uh, mm. the now champ Misha Tate. Um, I have to say, I see Misha Tate beating um, beating either one of those fighters. Probably, <laughs> you never know with fighting because the skill sets, the way they match up, you never know. Um, how a fight's really going to pan out, um, mm. but it's good to see you know that those fighters are coming up in the division, and it's not just all about it's not just the Ronda Rousey show anymore. Uh, there's a few names no. out there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, quite. What do you reckon? Um, this is this is, I was thinking about this right. If Tate gets Rousey again, she's lost twice to Rousey via armbar in the first round, or maybe I think maybe the second time he wins the second round. Mm. She just needs to stay out of the armbar. Do you think she can do it? Well, if she's if she's lost twice, uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's clearly it's clearly a weakness there, isn't it? Um, it's <laughs> the thing is, she's probably going to have to. Uh, I suspect if there's a Rousey fight coming up um, with Tate, then I suspect she's going to do a lot of training to to avoid the, that mistake again. I really I think, do. I think she needs to she needs to work on fighting her on the feet, like um, like uh, Home did, because mm. with the last fights she's. Uh, Tate tends to want to get the fight to the ground. That's what she did with home and won. You do that with Ronda because she's such a good uh, judo player. She'll probably throw you on the ground while you're mm. trying to take it down and then submit you. So she really needs to avoid, probably avoid the ground altogether with, with uh, Rousey. Um, but that's a fight for the future. It hasn't been confirmed. Nobody knows if Rousey's coming back yet, whether she's ready to come back yet, if she's going to be doing a movie we could see a rematch with home, although I don't think that's very exciting and nobody wants to see maybe she's only, she only just won the belt. If she'd had the belt for a long time, people would want to see the immediate rematch. She's only just won it one fight in and she's lost it. I think maybe Tate fight someone new. Nunez, not exciting. Rousey. That's I think ho home and uh, I'm not sure who's, um, I'm not sure who was next in line after Tate. Uh, for for a shot, but I think Holmes and whoever's next should uh, yeah. should perhaps go head to head and uh, winner takes the yeah. the next title shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. so it makes sense, makes sense, definitely. Um, so I um, guess that's it for the uh, for the main card then. 
Yeah, um, I think I think we're going to leave it there. Um, yeah, yeah. For, for uh, UFC one ninety six. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd like to spend the last little bit of the podcast we got talking about what's what's coming up next. Okay, okay. Um, so next big event uh, is big event. Hunt versus Mir uh, yes. fight night. So, do you know anything about these two fighters, Dave? I don't know anything about them. I've just okay. I, I just looked very briefly um, on the, okay. I'm on the UFC.com at the moment. Okay, um, so I want to do this new segment, right? It's called Hyping the Fight. Hyping the Fight. Hype the Can Fight. We play the jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Dave doesn't know anything about these fighters. I know a fair bit about it. So I'm going to talk about these two fighters and then we'll decide, Dave will decide how hyped he is for the fight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Right. So Mark Hunt, they call him the Super Samoan, right? Fights out of New Zealand. This guy, right, he's actually a big got, dude. he's a big dude. He knocks people out. But there was a time where he got kicked out of the UFC for a losing streak. But then he came back. He fought his way all the way to the top. And he even got a title shot where he fought surprisingly well with very little notice. Um, this guy knocks people out. And he's got an iron chin. He doesn't give up. He's solid as nails. He's a K1 kickboxing champ, right? Uh, his record is 10, uh, sorry, 11, 10, and 1. So he's, his success ratio isn't massive. But recently, he's just been winning, man. And he's been knocking people out in devastating fashion. Mm. Um, 73% KO <laughs> ratio, <laughs> right? So uh, that's him. 265 pounds. Super, super strong guy. Some people call him the KFC King. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, Frank Mir, right? Frank Mir. This guy, black belt jiu-jitsu, American guy, right? 18 and 10. His KOs, not so many, but he did knock out Antonio Minotauro Noguera, the legend that I met at the weigh-in day. Um, and, you know, I was talking about that arm break earlier on. Mm. This is the guy that broke the arm. And he's not, oh. the, he's not the only, that's not the only person who's had broken bones by Frank Mir. Um, so if you guys want to see more of that, uh, you can look at Frank Mir's career on Fight Pass. Also, uh, Frank Mir was the first person to defeat Brock Lesnar in the UFC by submission. Brock Lesnar was, a, was pounding on him and made a mistake. And uh, this is where... Brazilian jiu-jitsu comes into play. He grabbed a hold of the leg and he put him in a, I think a heel hook of some sort of knee bar. I think it was a knee bar. And uh, yeah, Brock Lesnar had to tap, tap out of uh, pure pain. He, you know, when he locks on a submission, he really hurts people. Um, so 50% submission rate uh, ratio. And these two are going to go head to head. Mark Hunt doesn't have much ground game. Frank Mir has very good ground game. Mark Hunt has really good knockout power. Frank Mir doesn't, he's not really known for his knockouts. So Dave, how hyped are you for this fight? I'm super hyped. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10? On a scale of 1 to 10, uh, I'm going to give this a an 8, a solid 8. Yep, yep. I think this fight ends in a, in a, in a finishing move. Could we see... Predictions? This? A super Samoan slam to the face. Or could Frank Mir break some bones? We don't know. It's going to be one of the two. Um, mm. I, I, think Hunt, be... 
I'm looking think, at the two of them now. I'm leaning towards Hunt. I, I think that, um, that, that KO TKO right. Um, yeah, yeah, and the thing is, he's got such a he's he's quite short, so his base is very strong. It's hard for people to take him down, mm-hmm. um, and when they do, they usually get uh, punch in the face for it. And it only takes one punch from a heavyweight um, to change the fight. And uh, like I said, just, even though Mir is a black belt, you punch him in the face, becomes a brown belt. Punch him in the face again. Who knows? Um, but anyway, there's, another, there's some more really, really exciting fights on this card. We won't go into them today. This is uh, already running over what we wanted to run to. Um, we will be looking at this fight after the fight and talking through the main event and maybe some of the undercard, depending on Dave is a lightweight again and uh, can manage to stay up long enough to uh, watch it this time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe we maybe we should uh, maybe we should try and uh, slot in a uh, a pre-fight podcast perhaps. On, yeah, we could, uh, we could do that. On fight night, on the fight night itself. Um, so Saturday, March nineteenth. Saturday, March nineteenth. Um, maybe we could even do a Google Hangout for it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. But do you know what I've just realised? This fight, do you know where it's taking place? In Australia. <laughs> yeah. What time is it going to be on over oh. here? Um, it's going to be early for us. It's not late. It's early, Outside isn't it? Planet. Um, it's going to be in Brisbane. So, uh, oh, it's going to be on at two a.m. Uh, the, the main fight's on at two a.m. <laughs> well, that's not too bad. If the main card that's not starts, too bad. that's not too bad. At two, main card starts at two. Yep, it's not too bad. Um, Dave, just don't lightweight and, um, and go to sleep again. <laughs> I'll make sure to try and get plenty of sleep. In fairness, I was pretty ill. Uh, before the uh, before the last excuses one, so. excuses, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know yeah, what? A um, couple of fights I'm looking forward to. Uh, there's an Englishman from uh, from up north called Ross Pearson. If you haven't seen him fight, he was also in the Ultimate Fighter. I think he won the Ultimate Fighter that he was in. Oh, as well, he's in so the he... early prelims. Yeah, he's in the early prelims. Uh, yeah. I believe he won the Ultimate Fighter that he was in. So you know, he again, you know, he's battle tested. Um, also, the co-main event is going to be really, really good. Hector Lombard, um, a real front runner for a title shot. Very, very strong guy. This guy is super strong. Amazing jujitsu. The guy he's fighting is is recently sort of come up through the ranks. Um, Magni, uh, very good striker. So that's going to be a good fight too. But anyway, we better wrap this up. Um, just want to thank you all for listening to the world's first, third. UFC What Gear podcast. <laughs> Big thanks to Dave out in Cambridge. Thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, really looking forward to the, uh, to the next one. Just just really quickly, I wanted to say that um, for those that don't want to stay up uh, until 2 a.m., um, I know the, um, the all the prelims are going to be on uh, Fight Pass. So from 10.30 um, UK time, uh, 10.30 GMT, you can see uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven fights, um, some of on which Fight Pass. So live on, on Fight Pass, Pass. yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, for those that are interested, the uh, main card is on BT Sport Two. Yeah, so, um, BT Sport. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Right. Okay, so that's it for this podcast. Uh, make sure you guys check out what we've been up to, especially at the UFC Fight Night London, which was a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, check those videos out. It was a good laugh. Uh, give you a bit of insight into how the sport is and the behind the scenes and that kind of stuff. Uh, thanks once again. Make sure you subscribe to What Gear. Check us out on uh, iTunes and you can can subscribe to the RSS feed on whatgear.net. See you in the next one. Don't be late.
can we censor these questions? 